Welcome to the Faith for My Generation podcast, where our vision is to shake and shape a generation with the power of God's Word. We're on one mission, to raise up a generation of powerful believers through the relevant teaching of God's Word. I'm so thankful that you're here today. I'm your host, AJ. Let's get into the episode. Good morning. This is your wake-up call. It's Wake Up Call episode 010. Deception proof. Hey, look at there. We're in double digits. Zero one zero. Episode ten of the wake up calls. And I have a question for you. Are you deception proof? Are you deception proof? Think about that word deception or deceive. What it, what does it mean to be deceived? It means to have wrong information, false information, to think and believe something, but it's not true. And that really is the tactic. That really is the main weapon that Satan has. You know, the Bible tells us that Satan is like a roaring lion. He's walking around, seeking, roaring like a lion. He's put on this big show, 1 Peter 5. He's looking for someone that he can devour. He can't just go around and devour people. Certainly not Christians. He can't just show up in a Christian's life and devour them. He's got to be able to work in seeds of doubt, or unbelief, or fear, or deception. And that's Satan's main weapon is to deceive. Now, if we understand that Satan is a liar, and the father of lies, as Jesus said in the Gospels, and that he's the accuser of the brethren that we see in the book of Revelation, that he is a liar from the beginning and he deceives. I mean, you go all the way back. Think about it. Is your life deception proof? Well, Adam and Eve, they, well, Eve was deceived, the Bible tells us. In fact, 1 Timothy 2, a little Bible trivia, Bible knowledge here, it says that Eve was deceived, but Adam was not. Eve was deceived by Satan, but Adam, he, he, unfortunately, he chose to sin along with his wife. But what did Satan do? He deceived Eve. He asked Eve, did God really say what you think he said? Did God really mean what he said he meant? Did he really mean what he said? Are you really, are you sure you're going to die? Are you sure you heard that right, Eve? I mean, after all, do you think that you're really going to die? And that was the choice that Eve had to make, and that's the choice you and I have to make. Are we going to believe God's truth, God's word, or will we believe the alternative, which is Satan's word? Here's the thing. There's two reports in the world. There's two reports in life. There's two reports that you're going to hear today. The report of the Lord, Isaiah 53, 1 and the report of the world. There's, two, there, there's always two conflicting messages. And you have to make a choice. Which one are you going to choose to believe? And by believing, you act on it. Now notice this. This is how important what you believe is to your life, to your marriage, to your children, to your family, to the, to the church, the church in America, the church in the world. 1 Timothy 4, verse... I'm going to start at verse 12. You've probably heard this verse, and, and honestly... If you're like me, you've always heard this verse in connection to, you know, Youth Sunday or youth groups or teen groups. But notice Paul, he's writing to Timothy, who's a pastor and doing the work of an evangelist, and he's leading people and teaching people. And he is a younger man, but honestly, uh, not super young, not teenager, but he is a young man. And Paul's writing as an elder in the faith, verse 12, Let no one despise your youth. Sure, you're young, but don't let anyone despise you because of that. But rather be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. 
<clears throat> till I come, give attention, notice this, to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. So Paul's saying, I, I want to come see you, Timothy. And until I get there, make sure you're spending time reading, teaching the Word, and teaching doctrine. Verse 14, do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy, with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. So Timothy is you know, brought into the ministry. The uh, holy hands by men of God are laid on him. He's got this gift of the work of the Holy Spirit in him to pastor and to teach. It's a prophetic thing that's in his life. Now notice verse 15, 1 Timothy 4, 15, Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them, that your progress may be evident all, to all. Commit yourself wholly, completely, totally to the Word to doctrine, to the word and teaching of God. Verse 16, take heed to yourself and to the doctrine what you believe, the foundational truths of the Bible, the foundational truths of the word of God. Take heed to those. Think on those. Keep your mind and your eyes set on those things. Continue in them. So don't just hear it, but actually live by it. Like the book of James, James chapter 1 tells us, the person that hears but doesn't change the way they live according to what they hear, they deceive themselves. But true people of faith, they hear and act on what they hear. Continue in them, and for in doing this, you will save both yourself and those that hear you. Now think about that. Paul is telling Timothy, above everything, think on the Word of God. Commit yourself completely to the Word of God. Commit yourself completely to good doctrine, to, to the teaching of Scripture, so that you'll live. It says, take heed to yourself and to, the, and to doctrine. Now notice that. Take heed to yourself and to doctrine. You might think, what does it mean to take heed to yourself? Consider yourself. I do this all the time especially in time of prayer every morning when I have you know, my time of prayer set aside. Lord, if there's anything in me that's not like Christ, reveal it and remove it because I don't want something in me that's going to produce unrighteousness, that's going to produce wrong thinking, wrong actions, wrong words. And you know, Jesus said in John chapter 17, John chapter 17, Jesus is actually praying for disciples those that were there immediately following him, and then everyone that was to follow him, you and me. And in John 17, 17, he says, Sanctify them by your truth, for your word is truth. Jesus is praying to the Father, and he says, Set them apart, make them holy, make them clean, cleanse them with your truth, for your word is truth. The Bible is true. Everything the Bible says, I believe it. Everything the Bi is written in the Bible, it is truth. 100% truth. And only Satan tries to deceive people off of the Scripture, to get people off the Word of God. And you have to be aware of what your Bible tells you. That's why it's so important to daily read your Bible. If you're listening to this, you haven't read your Bible, immediately when it's done, hey, find some time to read the Word of God every day. Just like you drink water every day, you eat three or four meals every day, you know, you should do other things as well, right? Supplementation, vitamins, go for a walk, get some exercise, spend time with your family. Uh, you should do some things every day. Part of that, read the Word of God. Because it's going to clean you. It's going to cleanse you. It's going to keep you clean. It's going to get anything out of you that's not like Christ. The Word of God is the measure, the standard that He's given us. Sanctify me. So take heed of yourself, Lord. If it doesn't line up with your truth, I don't want it in me. Now notice this, and to doctrine. 
and to doctrine. Well, the second letter that, Timothy, that Paul writes to Timothy, he puts this, and you've probably heard this as well, 2 Timothy 3.16, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. Well, that's what he's saying. Hey, take heed of yourself and doctrine. So what's good for doctrine? All Scripture, the entire Bible. Don't just pick and choose. You know, the, the Bible's not like a buffet, right? If you go to a buffet, you think, oh, you know, I'm eating out. It's a buffet, right? I'll pass on the salad and the vegetables. Give me some more juicy steaks, some more mashed potatoes, some more macaroni and cheese, which is the South's favorite vegetable, and then, of course, dessert. But, yeah, we'll do vegetables next meal. The Bible's not a buffet. The Bible is a full course, three, four, five course meal. Each course is to be taken in. And, and, and be received. And so the entire Bible is good for doctrine. Not just the Old Testament, not just New Testament, all of it. Not just the epistles to the church, but not the gospels, all of it. Not just everything, but the books, book of Acts, no, all of it. All scripture is profitable because it's all inspired by God. And it's profitable for doctrine. It's good. It will produce a good thing in you. Notice this, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. The Word of God will equip you to do what God's called you to do. The Word of God, in before your eyes and in your heart and on your mouth, or in your mouth, rather, through your eyes, in your heart, and through your mouth, the Word of God constantly flowing in you, the Word of God, you sharing it with people, you rehearsing it, meditating on it, thinking on it, living by it. The Word of God will cause you to abound in the things of God. And it will bring you to a place of maturity and completion. Take heed of yourself and to doctrine. Now, why is that so important? Well, the days we're living in is written right here in this same chapter, 1 Timothy 4. We read the last part of it, but the very first part of this chapter... Paul tells to Timothy, by the Holy Spirit, the days we're living in right now. Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, that's, that's right now, we're living in the last days. Some will depart from the faith. So there's some people that believe and they'll fall away. Giving Now why do they fall away? Because they give heed to deceiving spirits, doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and a commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. In the last days, there is a spirit of deception. And Satan, the spirit of deception that Satan's working in the earth, he's trying to grab a hold of as many people as he can. And he's going to do that through deceiving spirits and doctrines of devils. He's going to try to sow in as much deception as he possibly can in hopes that some of it will stick. He's constantly going to throw lies your way. He's constantly going to make you, he's constantly going to ask that same question, that same exact question that he asked Eve. Are you sure God really said that? He wants you to second-guess God and His Word. He wants you to second-guess God and His truth. Because if He can get you off of the Bible, if He can get you off of Scripture, He can, he can make your life become a train wreck. He can make your life become total destruction. But here's the thing. It's your choice. You have a choice to live a deception 
bulletproof life. And think about it. What will bring you to the place that God wants you to be at? It's going to be obedience to His Word. What does God empower by His Spirit? Anything in line with His Word. You want to be close to God? Know Him through His Word. Live by it. Act on it. And His power flows through the man or the woman who will be committed to His Word. And you'll make your life deception-proof through the power of His Word, by the Holy Spirit. I want to end with this. Psalms 119 verse 9. How can a young man or a young woman or an older man or an older woman cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. It's capitalized. So it's not taking heed to what I'm saying, but heed to God's word. With my whole heart I've sought you, Lord. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I've hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. We know that verse, right? Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. Make the Word of God the supreme voice in your life. If, it, if, if any other report, if any other word comes your way and it does not line up with Scripture, do not believe it because it's deception. Your life, you, are too valuable too precious to God for you to be subject to, to deception. Don't allow deception to creep in because this is the way Satan works. He doesn't just show up one day and say, hey, I thought it would be really good for you to uh, you know, just go all out in sin and be 110% into sin and start living like hell this very moment. He does it in seed form. A little thought here, a little thought there, some action takes place, and over time, you depart from the faith. You fall away. You become steeped in the very thing that you were freed from, which is sin and the power of it. So make this point. Make a point. Make your life deception-proof. Make your marriage deception-proof. Make the lives of your children deception-proof. Become deception-proof. Make the Word of God the highest authority in your life, and it will keep you from being deceived. Hey, I'm so thankful that you joined me today. Of course, every Monday you've got a brand new wake-up call. If you're listening on the Faith for My Generation podcast, thank you. If you're watching, of course, I post this on my personal Facebook and Instagram. Uh, thank you for that as well. Comment. Go ahead and drop a comment in the comment section. Let me know that you watched it. And share it for me. Get this word out. Uh, because it's not just me speaking. I, I'm sharing the Word of God. And, and the Word of God, whether it comes through me, uh, this imperfect vessel that's trying his best to get it out there, or whoever it is, the Word of God has power to change lives. And that's my desire is to see people hear the Word of God, receive it, and make their lives uh, an example of what God can do in the earth through a man or a woman that commits themselves to him. And of course, every Thursday, if you're watching the video, I would ask you to join me. Faith for My Generation podcast. You can, if you've got an Apple phone, you know, it's podcast. If you've got any other type of phone, you can do Google, Podcast, Stitcher. If you will search Faith for My Generation podcast, you'll find me. Also, in the description, I'm putting links to get to various places Apple, Spotify, Anchor. Because on Thursdays, it's podcast channel only. 
So this coming Thursday, we're finishing up part three of a series, Him We Preach. And next Thursday, I've got an exclusive interview coming up. You don't want to miss it. It's such a good one. And of course, I've got a bunch of previous episodes that you can go back and listen to as well, uh, specifically an interview with evangelist Preston Shuttlesworth and Pastor Chris Vaughn and a lot of other teaching. Hey, I hope you have a wonderful day today. Commit yourself to the things of God. And remember, we are the faithful. Hold on. Someone wants to come see you. Come here, girl. Uh-oh, she's running away from me. You want to see everybody? Come here. Maybe mama help us. Come here. Hold on. You're going you're gonna to be glad. If you've watched this far, don't stop now. Come here. You say hello. Look, you say, hey. Hey. You say, hey, everybody. My name's Naomi. <laughs> hey. hey, we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Faith for My Generation podcast. Remember, every Monday I've got a brand new wake-up call for you, and every Thursday I've got a brand new episode right here on Faith for My Generation podcast. And remember, we are the faithful.